We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. For all the people to laugh and listen to Welcome to another episode of P's and Q's Podcast Wow Um, yeah It's another uh, Tuesday I know these have been coming out Like a little bit later, I guess, than they usually are It's just, um I think I'm converting. I think what we're going to do is the new episodes will just come out on Wednesdays. That just makes sense. We'll do Let's Talk Tuesdays on a Tuesday on a Wednesday. And that way we get the whole week to absorb the world, everything around us, and, and kick it off right. I get I got all of last week's info up here. None of this week's info, except for some of it. But we saved that for next week. Hmm, that's quite a conundrum to be in. Either way, it's pissing fucking rain. It's peeing rain. God is peeing down onto us. It went from like wildly cold and like one of the worst like ice storms I've ever, ever been a part of. There was probably three, two and a half inches of of thick ice from my house to the freeway and even then it wasn't like great you know fuck like we started going down the alley so me Allie and uh Luciambo were in the truck and we started going down like this little hill that leads to a main road and like as we just started kind of going down the hill like our whole our truck just kept moving and I was like holy shit then Allie's dad pulled up next to us, and I was like, are you going to work in this? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm following you. Ain't no way I'm going to bitch out in front of my father-in-law. So we got to get all of our running around done, and we dealt with the ice storm, and it was pretty... It was like, there were so many videos, so many crazy videos of cars just sliding down the hill all over Seattle. And that's just not even in Seattle, too. It's all like... There was a video of um, the Buffalo Bills players coming home from their road trip. There was four feet of snow on their car. Like, that's too much. That's way too much snow. That's way too much of anything. Four feet of anything. Except for, like, air and water, I guess, is okay. Depending. Four feet in the ocean is not very cool. Like if you're swimming in the ocean, you're 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 just about thigh deep, you know. And then you can dip your body down in, and then you can kind of just I don't know. I mean, I've never really like I've never swam in the ocean besides Westport, like so the Pacific Ocean up here in Washington. So I don't really know. Like maybe swimming in California. Oh, what the fuck am I talking about? 
I've literally been snorkeling in Hawaii like 25 times. Every time that I've ever gone to Hawaii, I spend most of the time in the water snorkeling. Shit's so fucking dope. God, I love snorkeling. But, yeah, they get they get home and there's, there's four... And you know what's the worst part about, like, the buffalo and, like, the, the northeast just getting hammered by snow? Is that most of the people who aren't, like... Like, the people who live in New York City are like, Oh, yeah, what are you talking about? This snow's ridiculous. But, like, you, you go north to Buffalo, and people in Buffalo, I don't even know if they have New York accents as much as they're just like, oh, yeah, that's just a little snow. Four feet. Uh, yeah, we got two and a half last year. Like, differentiating two and a half feet to four feet in snow, like, two and a half feet just as annoying as four feet. God damn. Imagine living in a place, like, if you're listening... You should email in pnqpod at gmail.com uh, the worst snowstorm you've ever been in, right? Because, like, the worst one I've ever been in was not, like, feet of snow, I don't think. I think at one point we got, like, 12 or 13 inches out at my dad's house when I was, in te- like, a teenager. Like, I was in high school, I think. We got, like, 12 or th- We made a fucking huge igloo, which was sick. And we smoked blunt in that igloo, and that was sick. Me and my brother tormented my stepmom because we were just high-energy teenage kids who were just going fucking nuts in the house. And our power was out for like three days. My dad was up in Alaska, so it was me, my brother, and my stepmom. Woof. No power. So you can't even just be like... Like us playing video games in our room or like him playing the guitar or something. It wasn't even close to an option. It was just like, all right, it's just time to go wild. Time to time to ransack this house like teenage boys should be doing. Uh, God. Yeah, Christmas this weekend, that was fucking, that was, okay. Here's the thing about Christmas is your childhood Christmas should be dope as fuck for sure. And then as you get into like your teenage years, depending on your parents, it kind of tapers off a little bit, right? And then like your your early 20s, um, that's when you party. Like in my early 20s, I definitely asked my wife for gifts and she got them for me and it was tight. Waking up and doing Christmas was sick. Um, and you don't have like, you know, we didn't have any like responsibilities, but like we would, the Christmas was just like Christmas parties getting fucked up and having like the best time. Oh, we were living in Ballard. Shit was so popping. Oh God, that was fun, dude. Oh, and then it kind of doles out a little bit, like a little bit more and like the older you get. It doles out a little more and a little more, and then it loses a bit of its lackluster, you know? But then you have kids, and the first, like, two, two and a half, three years are, like, Christmas with, like, two and a half, three-year-olds is, like, it's it's pretty good. Because, like, you get to get all the cute pictures, and you go to family things, and people dote over your babies, and they... 
any like any kid at one point or another will do something super fucking cute and super funny at like a Christmas thing when they're very young, right? Whether it's like a big moment that everyone remembers for the next 25 years or it was just like, God, that was funny. And then it's kind of forgotten about. But uh, without a doubt, there's going to be like a one to, you know, did you see, did you see Lucia? She had elf ears on and she was eating an entire pumpkin pie. That was that was like my Lucia moment, right? And she was like, I don't even know if she was a full year old yet. She wasn't. That was her first Christmas. I think she was like nine or ten months old. So goddamn cute. Wearing an elf hat, mowing an entire pumpkin pie. But um, then now she's four. And she's talking. And Bo is starting to get it. And Lucia fully understands the concept of Santa Claus. The magic is back. Oh my lord is the magic back. Christmas this year was fucking sick. Dude, getting like getting her like her her Christmas list going to Santa, like getting all that shit, getting a shopping list going for actual Santa mom and I, dude. Like threatening her with like now it's twenty twenty two, so back in the forties they were like, well you better watch out because Santa Claus is always watching and he's always knowing if you're naughty or nice. And in 2022, like, swear to God, a, a line I said to my daughter was, all right, well, if you're going to act like that, I could just text Santa. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just text him. No, I got I got this bitch on speed dial. I, after you go to bed tonight, I'm going to FaceTime Santa, and I'm going to let him all know all about it. You're going to sit there and take your mashed potatoes and Wipe them on the fucking table because you think it's funny. Uh-uh. I'm going to text Santa. I'm going to send him a follow-up email to make sure that he got the message. Okay? <sighs> what a world kids live in today. <laughs> so my daughter, she got, she killed it. She's got six new baby dolls, right? Um... Oh, big league news by tomorrow, Uncle Gooch, Allie's brother, got my kids a fucking drum set. Excuse me? Snare, Tom, fucking, uh, there's a little cymbal, there's a kick drum, hum hum on the kick drum, come come, are you kidding me? I think one of my kids might take to it. If not both of them, I'm almost positive one of them may truly like have some some pretty de- decent rhythm. And if not, I'm gonna have fun as f- like fuck playing that thing. Um, but do uh, we had some eggs Benedict Christmas morning? Shout out to Allie. Cooked up some fucking fire ass eggs, Benny, and. Um, Shout out also Grandma Jody. That was her recipe. Allie killed it. It was just like the same. Made me fucking cry. Of course. Of course. Of course I'm old bitch. Cried. Um, 
Then we went to Allie's mom's house, and your boy learned how to play backgammon. Here's the thing, is I've always been interested in backgammon. Like, the majesty of backgammon is fucking sick. Like, it's a it's a collapsible briefcase that opens up. There's wooden chips, white and brown. Then there's these zigzagging patterns, right? And you're like, what the fuck? And just a, in two cups, each person gets two dice. Yeah, backgammon is fucking popping, dude. Backgammon, apparently, because they had a little pamphlet inside the box at uh, my mother-in-law's, and it was talking about, like, the history of backgammon. 5,000-year-old game, not a big deal. And when I think about it, now that I know how to play it, you can literally, you can play a backgammon. You don't need, you don't even need a backgammon board. You could play backgammon with, you would need dice. Hmm. If you're strong in the forest, you could make dice. That's easy. That's easy. Once you got your shelter and your food situation all squared away, that's easy. Making dice. But backgammon is 5,000 years old. Wow. Let's, let's Wikipedia that really quick. Um... Backgammon is a two, uh, date back nearly 5,000 years to the regions of Mesopotamia and Persia. The earliest record of backgammon itself dates to 17th century England, being descended from the 16th century game of Irish. Backgammon is a two. Oh, well, uh, I want to see ancient history on this bitch. The history of the board game can be tracked nearly 5,000 years to the archaeological discoveries of Juroft culture located in present day Iran. The world's oldest game set, the oldest, the, old, the world's oldest game set compromising a board. Uh, counters and dice having, but games unknown. The Royal Game of Ur in 2600 BC. Oh my God, dude. Dude, it's wild. That's the thing about humans is when, once we've dialed in like a, a livable scenario, most of us, well, well, so, <laughs> That's the difference between the way people think, Clay. Some of us go and build bridges and shit and learn how to make an air conditioning unit. And some of us are like, if I had enough time, I could make a, I could make a board game for sure that you could just bring anywhere you want. Yeah, but do you need cards? Nope. And even if you did need cards, you could put it in this briefcase. Dude, backgammon... Anybody who wants to challenge me to backgammon, come see me. I'm on uh, backgammon. What's the app here called? It looks like it's just called backgammon on uh, the iPhone. I downloaded that. And um, I got to tell you, it's fun as hell to play while you're taking a shin. The computer, though, I got to turn the difficulty down on the computer. I've won nine 
No. One out of... I don't know why the number nine just... You know, it's raining cats and dogs, and it's fucking... Uh, it's going crazy. I just want to see. I wonder if I can... I wonder if I can... Uh, yeah, I'm looking at my stats right now. I am... Uh, dang. I've lost 37 games. And I've won two. That's pretty brutal. That is pretty brutal. But I'm on the hardest setting. So that's annoying. I'm going to turn that down and get a couple W's under my belt after I get done recording this piece of shit. By the way, thanks guys for following and listening and telling your friends about all this. And, you know, spreading the spreading the good word, if you will. And... Um, be sure to email questions for Let's Talk Tuesday into pnqpod at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram. Other than that, um, went back to work today. Dude, okay, actually, when I was driving back to work today, I decided to turn on Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 9. You know... A of one, that's a banger. Super soft, fucking delicate as shit, but powerful as a bull hippo, right? There's parts of it where you're like, damn, this shit slaps. And then there's parts of this where you're like, damn, I feel like I should be drinking tea right now. But then you get to thinking... And I never really realized this. Now I'm realizing this right now. Is that I was informed that Beethoven was deaf and a music composer when I was like six years old in school, in music class. They were like, this is Beethoven. He basically invented symphony orchestra. Oh, by the way, he was deaf. And you're like, well, no way a deaf guy, the main, we- the main way that you intake music media invented this oh boy was i wrong but when i was six years old i didn't give a shit why would i care about that six-year-old clay tell six-year-old clay anything about beethoven dude you could have told six-year-old clay like michael jackson's a child rapist and i'd be like ah a rapist is a scary thing i don't know who michael jackson is and I would just go running right back to that. But then I'd be boogieing to fucking Thriller. Like, There's no association there. Who gives a shit? Tell 20-year-old Clay that for the first time, and you're going to have my goddamn mind blown. It took me 32 driving in the pitch black and the pouring rain on my way to work today to be like, damn. Beethoven's the goat, though. Beethoven is the fucking goat. Like, he's... I'm not saying anything against my boy, Johann Bastian Bach. You know what I'm saying? But Beethoven. Nobody holds a candle to Beethoven. Ask me about my, my Mount Rushmore of, of musicians all time. Beethoven, Beethoven, Beethoven. Ludicrous. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. Let's go, Beethoven. Actually, oh, that's actually a good one. Musicians of all time. 
Uh, oof, baby. I mean Beethoven. Beethoven won, right? I can't. I can't talk up Beethoven like that, you know. And then not choose Beethoven. So Beethoven won. You got to go with like the influential guys, right? Who got us to where we were. I feel like, you know, Elvis has to be one of them. I'm not even like an Elvis, like a big time Elvis guy. But he got us out of that, like, he he kind of brought on, like, they call him the king of rock and roll for a reason. Right? All the evolution of music ever has been is a younger generation hating their parents' generation's music and trying to make something of their own. Right? Like right now, kids nowadays like like dubstep and like bullshit. Right? But like my parents' generation's music was fucking dope. From start to finish. From decade number one to decade number six on this earth, my parents' music selection has been, well, tapering, but started out just fucking like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. God, tell me there's not just top 500 bangers in those five decades. So we take Elvis. We take Elvis, number two. <clears throat> you gotta go influential, right? And I would say Biggie Smalls. And I know I'm on the West Coast, and everyone's like, "You gotta say Pac if you're on the West Coast." I just like Biggie Smalls more. I think I think he's more talented. I think he's a better lyricist. I don't care. I don't care if that bothers you either. And I'm not gonna say challenge me because it's a fucking opinion, right? <laughs> I think Biggie Smalls is way doper. Andre 3000 is so good though. That'd be number four. I gotta go with 3000. Well, I gotta go with Andre 3000. Shit. Ah, fuck me. Shit. (sighs) Beethoven. Elvis Presley. Andre 3000. Mm, mm, mm. Who are we going to go with? Jim Morrison from The Doors? Like, I can't even say like the beat. Like, here's the thing is like anybody from the Beatles or the Rolling Stones or anybody like that, like together they are talented, right? But like. I think they were talking about Charlie Watts, the drummer for the Rolling Stones. And somebody was interviewing like Mick Jagger. And this was back in like the eighties. And they're like, is Charlie Watts the greatest drummer in the world? And Mick Jagger was like, oh, my, I ain't even the best drummer in the Rolling Stones. <laughs> That's a true story. Either that or it was like Ringo Starr. Maybe it was the other one. I don't know. It was fucking Brits. Yeah, you, yeah, you fucking Brits. Um, I guess, and I'm also number four. 
Number four, we go Jimi Hendrix. Number four, we go Jimi Hendrix. I think that's a like. I think that's the top four most influential musicians of all time. Yeah. Here's what I found. No, stop, Siri. I don't want your opinion on it. <laughs> Dumb broad, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I fuck with Beethoven. I was just uh, cruising down the street, and I was just fucking. Okay, doesn't get better than that. Fuck. Then uh, finish that up, and um, actually, then I turned on the radio because there's this game show in the morning at six forty-seven. I hit that. I hit that on the way in. So I switched over from Beethoven to the radio. No free ads. It was 99.9. And um, there was an ad. And I actually want to look into this. There was an ad for a lawyer. It was like one of those um, timeshare nightmare. Don't let this happen to you. Why is a timeshare so hard to get? Okay, here we go. Okay, so I was listening to the radio, and a fucking like law advocate. It was like some southern dog, and he was like, "You ever been? You find yourself in a timeshare? Ninety-five percent of our customers walk away. If we can't get you out of that timeshare contract, you don't pay." And that was the only part of the fucking thing that I heard. And then I had chance while I was going P O O P in an ice cold porta potty today. Is that uh, timeshares are like impossible to get out of? In general, it is very difficult to get out of a timeshare. Timeshare agreements are designed to be hard to break to ensure that owners pay slash maintenance fees. Uh, as long as possible. As a result, even if you eventually, even if you're eventually able to dump your timeshare, you'll likely lose a good sum of money in the way. Why? So, how do I get out of timeshare talk? Or timeshare is a trap, dude. Can you legally ex- <laughs> exit your timeshare? How do I get out of a timeshare? How do I stop paying for my timeshare? These are all on the fucking Google machine, brother. People are having this problem. Um, while timeshares may seem attractive at the outset, uh, over time they can become real wealth traps. Some timeshare owners may bristle when... I call their beloved vacation destination a wealth trap. Some may think their timeshare is different or their situation is unique. Why do people... Why can't I get an answer? Don't fall prey to... Apparently, so what happens is when you try and get out of a timeshare, um, they have so many... like. Parts of the contracts that you sign where they're basically, they have you on a blank 
on a blank check for life with an unknown end date. And when you die, timeshares go down to like your next of kin. Which, hey, that's too much. That's too much. What are you doing with like? I don't know. A timeshare doesn't even sound sick. What is a timeshare even? A timeshare, the arrangement whereby several joint owners have the right to use a property as a vacation home under a timesharing agreement. This sounds like some fucking uh, we share bullshit. We share was based off of timeshares. No, they're not even the same thing at all. That's fucked. I always like to look at images when you go to Google and you say like, like for instance, what is a timeshare? And then going to images on a question like that is so funny. The timeshare industry at a glance, the timeshare industry experienced the ninth straight year of growth in 2019. Americans are now taking more vacation days than ever since the 2008 recession. Over 70% of units have two or more bedrooms. More resort developers offer flexible ownership options. And that's, that's from timeshareonly.com. I wonder what, they, I wonder what, what their website is about. I wonder what their website's about. I'm going to crack open a fucking fresh, uh, a nice fresh salsa. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. God damn, it feels good to wet my whistle. Shit, baby. See, the weird thing about doing this podcast by myself now is that this is the part where I would look at Joe and be like, how was your Christmas? And I can't do that. <laughs> hmm. Dude, okay. God damn it. You want to know why I don't like it? I have an Apple Watch. I just I I want a digit like I want a smartwatch like this. But the Apple Watch is too goddamn nosy with all of its bullshit. The time to stand up reminder that you a can't turn off. And like the breathe one where they're like take take 7 minutes to just sit down and breathe. Follow my breathing thing and it's like Vroom. But it doesn't help, by the way. Fuck. It's too nosy. This this recording, I've been recording, right? My watch has like chimed in like four or five different times. been like, actually, I don't know where that thing is. God. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to at least 20 people right now. Gee, man, mind your own business, Siri. God, I wish I could see better. My eyes are shit. Man, I bet you make a lot of money selling timeshares. I wonder what the commission is on that. Do timeshare salesmen... Make commission? I could sell timeshares to old people all fucking day. 
I worked for five different dealerships, and this is how it worked. As a salesman, I received $200 a week salary plus 20% commission on the front-end gross profit and 3% back-end gross. Damn! How much do they... 20% on the upfront? I bet you have to put like 15000 down. How much? Okay. <sighs> Let's do okay. God damn it, dude. What is this, Quora? Quora is not a fucking stupid... How do you look this up? God, how do I use the internet? How much can a timeshare salesman make? Uh, including commission. The top earners make 101000 a year on average. That's not that great. I'd be making 100, 510. I'd be a big dog. Oh, but I would. Oh, but I would be a good timeshare salesman. Oh, but I'd be very good at timeshare sales. God damn it. Where do I find news and shit, you know? There was something that happened in the news that was that was big league. I wonder, mm, Yahoo News. I bet you that shows up. Yahoo.com, baby. You can never go wrong. With yahoonews.com, big dogs. Buffalo, oof, Jesus Christ. Well, going back to what I was talking about, opening. Buffalo deaths, too many people are ignoring the ban. Buffalo, New York, braced Tuesday for fresh snow while still striving to recover from an epic blizzard that killed at least 28 people and stranded others in their cars for days. Well, Jesus. I mean... Here's the thing, though. Was there... What was the ban? What was the ban? Winter weather, New York. <sighs> Buffalo, New York. What was the ban, dude? More than 30 people are reported to have died in the region, officials said, including seven storm-related deaths announced Tuesday by the Buffalo Mayor Byron Brown's office. The toll surpasses that of the historic blizzard of 1977, Blamed for killing as many as 29 people in the area known for harsh winter weather. To social media to beg to help shoveling six foot pile of snow from the end of his Buffalo driveway. So he could get dialysis, dialysis treatment Tuesday. Holy fuck. God, I hope he made it. It's Tuesday now. Shit. Some guy had to hop on show, social media and beg for help to get the six-foot wall of snow from his driveway so he could go get dialysis. Damn. Made it to dialysis after climbing through the snow, having neighbors help dig out his buried vehicle. Whoa, that's wild, dude. Ashton predicted as much as two inches or more could fall Tuesday. Okay, well, that's like not as six feet. Duh. Man, blizzards are wild. How much, what declares a blizzard? When 
is a snowstorm declared a blizzard. A blizzard warning means that large amounts of snow are falling. Sustained winds of at least 35 miles an hour. Expected. Wow. Dang, man. So it has... You have to sustain wind of 35 miles an hour for at least three hours. That would be wild to be in a snowstorm where it's blow out. Well, I mean, I, I've definitely been in a snowstorm that is when I was working in Alaska. <laughs> Not a big deal. I was on the same boat as Deadliest Catch. <laughs> Three hours, dude. Three fucking hours. And it's got to be blowing 35. How many feet is considered a blizzard? First of all, it has to be snowing hard enough to reduce visibility to less than a quarter of a mile. That's just over a thousand feet. Okay, so what classifies a blizzard is if you can't see over a thousand feet in front of you. And the wind has been blowing for th- three hours, 35 miles, MPH. Dang, man, that's crazy. That's so wild, man. Like, fuck that. I'm not leaving my house for shit if it snows two feet. Why would people ignore that? I mean, RIP to the people who died for sure, but... Star rising in Kremlin, Russia's medevac predicts war in West. For Demetria Medvedev. Couldn't think of a stupider thing to read. Who cares? Who cares at all? Damn, Yahoo News has got nothing, dude. <laughs> so. Well, woman began screaming and filming me in a parking lot, but that's not even the worst part. Meet Pavel Durov, the tech billionaire who founded Telegram, fled from Moscow 15 years ago after defying the Kremlin. How is he a billionaire? He invented something called Telegram? I've never even heard of. What a wild... Man, Russia is such a fucking... I'm not even going to say the country or the people. Like, the country and the people are, like, every Russian I've ever met, I fucking love. I've never met a Russian that I'm like, that guy's fucking wild. I don't like him. And if anybody in their head is right now thinking, well, yeah, Putin's not very cool. I ain't never met him. Never said I met him. At least one of you thought it. And if this is you, never said I met him. I've just met some super cool Russian dudes in my life. I'm down to fuck with Russian guys. <laughs> Tom Brady. Huh. Yeah, I'm just going for it. You know, actually, uh Allie, my wife had a pretty dank Let's Talk Tuesday, and I've been at it for forty minutes now. So yeah, I'll just get into Let's Talk Tuesdays right now. If you have a Let's Talk Tuesday, please feel free to email it in to P and Q Pod at gmail.com. We appreciate the support. I appreciate you telling people to listen. I appreciate you listening in and out, day after day, week after week, blunt after blunt. Shout out Danny Brown. 
Uh, Allie's Let's Talk Tuesday was a pretty fucking great one. It was um, what office characters would be the most fun to have drugs with or like do drugs with. So I figured that could, here's the thing is I think we should take one low end drug. So like weed, mushrooms, alcohol, right? Cause alcohol is a drug that still counts. And then we take one middle, like mushrooms, LSD, Molly, right? And then we do the high end stuff, heroin, crack, meth. That's the three categories. That's the S class, the B class, and the C class. Most of us heroes hang out in the C class range. Some of us demigods hang out in that S class range. And I don't think I need to fucking decipher that for you. I want to do math. Anyways, um, the... So, okay, so let's do, I'm going to pick two characters per class to do. So, we'll start with the S class, right? No, 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 we'll start with the C class. That's an easy one. So, I think, I think it would be, it would probably be annoying as fuck. And you got to think in like in this situation, you got to save you got to save Creed, Daryl Philbin, definitely so definitely Creed and Daryl Philbin. You got to save for like the 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 B class or the S class, right? So, I think what I'm going to do is I would smoke weed. Hmm, who would be fun to smoke weed with? Probably Michael. I think smoking weed with Michael would be fun. He would be goofy as hell. He'd be giggling a lot. He'd say a bunch of stupid shit. It would be very, very entertaining and funny. So I got Michael with weed. And then I got... I think having drinks with like... Well, I don't know. like, Because I don't know how... Like, when I used to drink, I used to fucking drink. So, um, let's do that. I, you know what? He's kind of a dickhead. But, like, I feel like drinking and being, like, relatable. The most relatable person to drink with would be Ryan Howard, the temp. Right? And then... Hmm. Third person, a mid drunk. So like mushrooms, mushrooms. I wouldn't want to. Oh God, I wouldn't want to do mushrooms with anybody from the office. Yeesh. So I'm smoking, smoking with Michael, drinking with Ryan. Maybe like. Hmm. Maybe I'd do mushrooms with... Fuck. I don't want to... I don't want to get rid of it too quick, but I think doing mushrooms with Creed would probably be the best move. Dang it! I feel like I wasted that early. Dang! 
dang it. Okay, so moving forward. Dang, I might have fucked this all up. Maybe I should have done like those things with people who are less like get drunk with Angela, right? Because then it would just be like I could just like make fun of her and talk shit to her. Because now I don't have Creed. Shit. And now I'm moving on to the fucking... The the A tier class. Or did I say B? B. The B class drugs, which are... Uh, acid, molly, cocaine. So... God. Take acid with... Fuck. Maybe Jim. I guess I'd take acid with Jim because he's like the most normal looking one and he seems like he's like, you know, relatively normal. Yeah, go Jim. Take acid with Jim. I think I'd do coke with Meredith. She seems like she likes to fuck a party. I'd be, I, yeah, that'd be tight. Do a bunch of coke with Meredith. And then Molly... Probably do Molly with Kevin. I think that'd be kind of fucking. T- <laughs> do Molly with Kevin for sure, and then S class dra- uh, S class drugs, um, are obviously meth, heroin. What would the third S class drug be like? Something meth, heroin, crack. Nice. Okay, so meth, heroin, and crack. Um, you can't do heroin with um, Stanley because you might die. And Meredith, too. Wait, or wait, Phyllis, excuse me. Phyllis would die. Um... You'd want to be you'd want to be with somebody who's on your level of like You know what? I'd smoke crack. I'd smoke crack with Daryl. That'd be sick as fuck. Smoke crack with Daryl and just fucking chain smoke cigarettes. Oh, that'd be the best. And then smoke meth with like uh I think I'd smoke meth with Toby. I think smoking meth with Toby would be fucking popping. Because you'd see him, he'd fucking break out of his shell. He'd go crazy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, I'd pick Toby for sure. Without a doubt. That's an easy decision. That leaves heroin. Do heroin with Dwight. Just shut him down. No, you don't want to shut. I'm doing meth with Dwight. Fuck Toby. I'm doing meth with Dwight. Oh boy, am I doing meth with Dwight. Fuck yeah. And then I do fucking unpopular opinion. I do heroin with the Lizard King. Fucking the manager from like season seven or whatever. 
I don't even remember what his name was, but yeah, that's those are my picks. Um, so thank you for that idea, because that was, thank you, thank you for that. Let's talk Tuesday, Mama. I appreciate you, and I love you very much. Mm, mm, I love that sweet loving. <laughs> um, this next one is, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's a, it's kind of a gimme, but this one comes from Two Tone Tommy from Eugene, Oregon. Hey, Two Tone Tommy, fuck the Ducks, brother. <laughs> we just lost a listener. Ducks fans are rabid. Husky fans, like if if that was Two Tone Tommy from fucking Ballard, and I went. Fuck the dogs. He'd be like, yeah, fuck you too. Ducks fans, I feel like they're like, are you serious? Oh, I'll show, okay, no, I'll show you. Stop listening to your stupid fucking podcast, fucking dickhead. I know Two-Tone Tommy isn't even listening anymore. <laughs> he, he he was like, okay, next, unsubscribe, see you later. Um... Eugene, Oregon, if you could switch places with an alien for 24 hours, would you? Okay, so the reason that I said this one's all right is that it's a fun idea. I would say yes, for sure, absolutely. But then it opens up a whole can of worms, doesn't it? What kind of alien are we talking about? Is it a gray? Is it a lizard? Didn't we go through all the types of aliens, right? The types of aliens. We went through that, I feel like. Um, the flatwood monsters. So there's the grays. Uh, Gray-skinned humanoids, usually one, three, uh, two, three to four feet tall. Hairless, large heads, black, almond-shaped eyes, the nostrils without the nose. You know that. You know that whole thing. Uh, little green men. Little green humanoids, even though... A few abduction, uh, abductions have referred to green skin. No report ever involved anything that would fit the classic cultural stereotype of little green men. They are included only for cultural refer. That's it. So, okay, so we have the grays, not little green men. The reptilians. Um, and so the, so the gray, okay, so let's just, for simplicity, we'll just do the... the the grays or the reptilians. Okay, so yes. Even if it... So for the grays, for 24 hours, also another thing that falls into that is I'm pretty sure what everyone's finding out or what if all the stuff that I read and watch on YouTube and shit is like... If I'm understanding it even remotely correctly, is that they... Like the... The measurement of time isn't, like, even really a thing for, like, intergalactic space travel. Right? Because if you went, like, 500 light years and back uh, or something like the space-time continuum. You know what I'm saying? So it's 24 hours. Like, do I come back and, like, my daughter's 90 years old? Then that's a hard no. That's definitely a no. But if it's just 24 hours... Straight across, no tracies, no keepsies. 24 hours, human time. 
uh, Freaky Friday. Yes, go check out the fucking planets. Maybe there's like, like I always, always imagine there's like an intergalactic gas station where all the aliens are just like, they just go there and they drink like blue jelly drinks and fucking float around and hella murder happens. It's super lawless. Um, so I like to think that that's a real thing. I'd like to go check out the fucking intergalactic gas station for sure as a gray. But then again, if there's a bunch of other aliens that we have no idea about and then you go to the intergalactic ga- uh, gas station, what if it finds out that the, the grays are just bitch? So bitch. What if you go there and there's just like the reptilians are like taking shots and fucking pissing all over the, the, the bars and shit. They're, they're just like, like you can imagine what I'm talking about. It's not like an actual gas station. It's like a fucking, it's like a trucker gas station where there's like a fucking bar and a diner and a hotel and it's super massive and it's where all of the aliens go to fucking put the crystal fuel into their time continuing jumpers. It's how they travel through time. So, go, yeah, end up going to the fucking intergalactic fucking truck stop and just get fucking pounded. Just get, just get pounded. They're like, you like get there and they're like, all right, no one f- go too far from the ship. We're just getting fucking fuel here. And you're like, fuck that. I'm only here for 24 hours. I'm going to go check out the fucking space bars, dude. Hitting the space bars. Gonna try space drugs. And you wander away. And then you go inside and, and like you go inside at first just to like check out the convenience stop area and the door opens. Ding dong. Right? And like the all the aliens look over their shoulders and one of them's like So looks like you Grays just got back from Earth again, huh? Yeah, how many people you suck up in your your ship and stuff stuff in their ass, you perverts? And then they just beat the shit out of me. And then if you're a reptilian, reptilian is a hard yes, 24-hour, side-by-side. Because as everyone knows, the reptilians control everything. Bieber's a reptilian, The Rock's a reptilian, Beyonce's reptilian, Jay-Z's reptilian. The list goes on and on, really. You know, the reptilians, Jeffrey Epstein, Alex Jones, it's all connected, baby. Come on. Um, But actually, that's pretty much all I got. I thought that that would have gone longer. Either way, uh, short episode. You know, we got Christmas last weekend, New Year's this weekend. Uh, you won't hear another episode till New Year's. So happy New Year. Happy New Year's, you naughty little boys. We made it another year. Um, and I realize if you've been listening, you're probably thinking to yourself, Clay, you didn't do a stand-up or make that documentary you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't make the board game either. You guys are lucky you're getting this shit. Okay? Either way, um, I was just joshing. Guys, I was just joshing. Come on, don't go away. Don't You don't got to go. Hey, come back, come back. I got sodas. Come on back. I got sodas. Come on. Have a nice cold soda. Eat a bag of Doritos with me. Talk about it. I didn't mean to yell at you like that. Fuck.
Okay. Um, but other than that, I hope you guys had a uh, merry, merry Christmas. And you have a happy, happy new year. Kiss your loved ones. Hug hug, and kiss your loved ones. Let them know that you, you want to get some of that hot stuff. Try and get a fucking 60, 69 when the ball drops, baby. Um, so, yeah. Happy New Year's, everybody. Love you guys.